To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. No, I probably had COVID like 74 times. I have no clue and I don't care. Everybody liked Blanche. Because Blanche was a pig who took it in the ass. Did you smell your poop? Did you learn anything? Did you read about the dog story? Why the f*** is my ex-girlfriend who I despise calling me? A lot to blame on the news. It's a lot to blame on Anthony Fauci, that Italian leprechaun. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com. Put here from the Spare Parts Studio. Like, subscribe, share, donate. PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. You can find me on Instagram at Positive underscore Sarcasm. Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. Uh, you can find me on Substack uh, at Positive Sarcasm. YouTube is no longer... Uh, at least for the podcast, you'll find me on Rumble at Positive Sarcasm. And, of course, anywhere where podcasts are available in video, in audio format, absolutely you will find me there. Um, you can also stream and download directly from my website, PositiveSarcasm.com, which is where you can also contact me. Just go to the contact page, check out some of my affiliate links, and <coughs> email me there. Or you can email me directly, PositiveSarcasm at Outlook.com. Sorry, I got a little squirrely in my throat. I am. Uh, I just finished off some one of my super green smoothies. Like I said, I've, uh, I'm starting to taper off. Well, not taper off. I'm really trying to get the sugar biome out of my gut so I can start to lose weight for the summertime. Summer, summertime. Um, it seems to be working. It's a little chalky at the end, but then again, whatever. It's actually, it's actually not that bad. Normally when it's like, oh, I'm just drinking a green smoothie, it tastes like ball sack. But this is actually not that bad. It's pretty light. Um, most importantly, before we get into the hot topics, happy birthday. Happy fifth birthday to Chase Michael. I knew him when he was very young. I He became my best friend legally back in 2021. Um, and this is my second birthday that I've got to celebrate uh, with him, um, at least in this format. So he is in excellent health. He's currently on a nutrition plan that's helping him lose some weight uh, because obviously when I got him, I just spoiled the shit out of him. Uh, but he is currently on a, an excellent plan. He's, he's losing weight. He's looking good. He's extremely healthy. Uh, he could use a bath, um, but that's about it. So I just want to let you know he is very happy. He's very healthy. He's sleeping in the love sack on the opposite side of this camera right now, and he's doing quite well. Um, took him out for uh, we we drove. I mean, to, I know if you guys are looking uh, outside of the weather report. I mean, it was basically a nor'easter out there, and snow's flying everywhere. I don't give a shit. I got in Noah's Ark that's 25 years old and just drove all the way around the downtown. Took him to the island, which was like blazing fire winds. Uh, it was crazy, just like the amount of snow sideways. And he didn't care. He had a blast running around. I did it for him because it's his birthday and I love him. I don't care what the fucking... I don't care how much water was logged inside of my shoes. It's what he deserves. 
um, I was doing some mopping in this building today, and I just I would turn around for 10 seconds, and all I see was little paw prints just going back and forth. Um, and then tonight, just like customary, like last year, he will get his own birthday steak, um, and uh, I will pay for it tomorrow by making sure he gets to the bathroom on time and early, because boy oh boy, did a he really did enjoy that steak last time. Um, but then again, I do fry it in butter. But it's once a year, and uh, he absolutely deserves it. And it's just such a privilege, an honor, and quite frankly, a hardworking. You know, it's it's hard to you know hard earned, well deserved, but just a blessing to have him in my life. And I wish him many many years of good health. And I will make damn sure that he is always safe, happy, and healthy. Um, <laughs> everywhere, I mean, no matter what, if, if it's got a cushion there's, uh, on it, chances are uh, his ass has made a dent in it. Um, so <laughs> I got him a little, uh, a little bag. I got him a little, a little bin for all of his toys because they were all just laying in the love sack. But now that they're actually in a bin, he tends to go to it more often to go find his stuff, which is really, really cool, and uh, I enjoy that an awful lot seeing him go root through that to find something he wants to chew on or hang out with but normally when i leave for the day uh i look at the security footage and i just see a pair of shoes laying in the love sack he'll literally go pick up a shoe out of my closet bring it to bring it to where he's sleeping go grab the other one bring that to him and then he just goes to sleep it's it's an amazing thing but that's just how he is and I mean, the whole place smells great right now because I'm I'm cooking my final uh, turkey. I I've I've had I've been hanging on to this turkey for well, I mean, I rotated it out, but generally I've had a turkey in the in the freezer for like a year. Uh, but this one, I usually, as you know, I buy five to ten turkeys a year, especially around Thanksgiving when they're on clearance or when they're going for really cheap. Like we're talking like thirty nine, forty something cents a pound, and I got one side of it in the oven right now. And uh, so this whole place reeks of like, you know, juicy poultry goodness. And uh, yeah, it's great. And so obviously his senses are on uh, on 11 right now. But right now he's passed out comfortably underneath the throw blanket. And, um, you know, just uh, looking at back at all the, the times over the past year or so, things we've done together, our first walks together, uh, running on the beach, chasing the seagulls, uh, going to the island and letting him run around, uh, him getting to, you know, figure out, you know, the, the, the dog park and um, meeting new people and just bringing him into society as a kind of a different, in, in a different way of, in, in a different angle uh, is really, really awesome. And his development uh, over the past, year in itself has been truly something special and i'm still working very hard on it it's not easy especially since he was one of those rescues where it wasn't looking good for him um and uh, making him you know a part of a backyard party society as far as like people being around him and him being used to other dogs and it's been an amazing turnaround been an amazing turnaround he's an awful lot of fun and uh working with him every single day is is fantastic so i just wanted to really reiterate that it is his this is his fifth birthday he's in he's in excellent health i love him dearly and he um he's an he's an incredible heartbeat and uh i'm gonna try a little bit harder this year to see if there's a, a few more things i could do for him to make his uh his life better than it already is and I mean that 
truly. There are some things that um, he had to kind of trade off when he went with me, um, and I'm hoping to give him some of those things back, but in a big way. So, you know, if not for myself, definitely for him. That would be wonderful. So, happy birthday, Chase. I love you very, very much. And uh, let's go get you uh, vaccinated against rabies. <laughs> we should probably probably go on and do that. And definitely, if uh, you're concerned about ticks and fleas, if you're in one of those areas, definitely go and get yourself a Soresto collar. They last about eight months. They're about like $62, $63. And um, as far as I can tell, I mean, I won't let ha- Chase have really anything that is bad for him. So, but as far as I'm concerned, that uh, did, he had, it had no effect on him, and it actually worked. So, yeah, it's a Soresto collar. Um, forget who makes it. Hopefully it's not Pfizer. Anyways, moving on. I wanted to uh, – I was curious. I was searching the internet about um, if you weren't part of the MySpace generation, what I'm assuming most of you were. Uh, MySpace, as you know, came before Facebook, before Facebook came along and tore MySpace apart. Uh, MySpace was one of those – was the first, like, social media platform that was huge, that had millions of followers. And for a few years there, it was pretty huge. Uh, but I was curious. The guy Tom, Tom Anderson, who was essentially the one who, you know, he founded, well, co-founded uh, MySpace about 2003. It lasted a few years. And then it basically, literally lasted a few years. It was huge. And then poof, it gone. Essentially nothing now. Um, what was he, what's he up to? Like he sold it and then he just kind of went about his business. But there was a... Um, I was curious to see what he was up to because I wanted to, you know, the guy did what he had to do and um, and he's successful and essentially retired. So um, he's essentially, re- he is retired. The summarizer basically, uh, what is that, distractify.com? So he's the founder of MySpace. He sold to Rupert, Modic- Rupert Murdoch's News Corp in 2005. He sold it for a half a billion dollars. 580 million. He retired at the age of 47 in 2021. So in 2009, when he was 30, wait, he retired in 2009 at the age of 47. He sold it in 2005. So he retired at 42, about 42 years old. It's pretty good. And then he became a proud investor in Elon Musk's SpaceX and recently shared a screenshot of his MySpace profile indicating he would take on the CEO job. Okay. So, um, I was looking at that and then something else popped up. This is what Tom is doing now. I don't give a fuck. Uh, let's see. Options disagree to all. There we go. Good looking guy. What am I doing here? There we go. Uh, founder sold his business in $580 million, 2005 for retirement. What's he been up to since? Pretty much just fucking. Uh, the 50-year-old lives in Hawaii, appears to be leading an amazing life as a travel photographer, exploring the world and sharing his beautiful snaps from exotic destinations such as Thailand, Bhutan, and the Maldives on his Instagram and Twitter accounts. <laughs> That's hilarious. Named at MySpace Tom, the entrepreneur doesn't have quite as many followers as he did in MySpace days. But he does have an impressive 637 fans, thousand fans admiring his impressive photography. That is pretty. Um, for the longest, this is his words. For the longest time, I've been satisfied and chill, not wanting, not really wanting more from life, just at peace with how 
I am and how the world is. But lately, I felt like I wanted to learn and grow, feel like my teenage self again. When I was excited about picking up a new book or a new idea, I think it mostly came from friends who inspired me. They know who they are, feeling very grateful for this change and for the people who got my creative mojo firing onwards and upwards. And then he talks about, um, you know, doing everything with a DSLR camera and uh, the shot he took in Kauai and so on and so forth. So he's now a travel photographer. He shows off some of his beautiful images. I should probably give him a follow. Let me go to MySpace Tom. Let's see what he's, let me look at his photos here. Look at that, 2008, 2018. Look at it, wow, look at these shots. These are amazing. Very, very pretty. I should probably fill myself with some goodness. Let me follow MySpace Tom, because honestly, why not? He didn't do anything wrong. He was just a good ass dude. Um, he bought a West Hollywood home for 3.8 million in 2019. I wonder if he still has it. And he loves exploring exotic destinations. It's great. I'm glad. I'm glad he's doing well. You know, hey, multimillionaires. Nothing wrong with that. That was courtesy of Chloe Best back in 2021. So I just want to throw that. I I did. I wanted to see what he was up to, but um. It was, what I found fascinating was when I went to look for what he was up to, um, news articles were quite interesting. So obviously Hackaday, five days ago. So the, the, the news results from Brave, that's the, the, the search. I only use two, two search engines. I use EcoAsia or Ecosia um, on one of my laptops. And then all the other ones I use the Brave, uh, the Brave browser, which has the new Brave search engine. Um, for these results, at least, I got for where is MySpace Tom? I got MySpace co-founder Tom Anderson, former hacker, victims of the modern internet, and then the third one, finance quick fix on MSN.com was 12 perfect examples of toxic femininity. And I'm like, hold on, stop the presses. We've got to look into this. So um, we're going to read this before we move on to some dig Q&A and close up shop for this weekend. Um, I want to know, let me go to that. I want to know what the 12 perfect examples of toxic femininity are, uh, according to Liz Irvin. This was posted yesterday. Uh, 47 likes, 26 dislikes, and two comments. Oh, let me see what the t two comments are. Um, I want to see these comments. Where are the comments? Give me those comments. Oh, no, 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 don't ruin this, Jay. It's right here. Uh, okay. All right, anyways, moving on. Wait, who is that? Is that Jordan Peterson? Yep, that's my boy. Oh, this single woman should be sent. Okay, so let's click on that. All right, anyways, here we go. Recently, I scrolled through an interesting thread. Someone asked, what are the examples of toxic femininity? Women and men answered to deliver this authentic list of responses. Number one, shaming C-section moms. One person answered, that's interesting, mothers shaming C-section moms when saying they didn't give birth because the doctor removed the child surgically. Another asked, what are we supposed to tell them? You were from your mother's womb, ultimate untimely ripped. A third person questioned, this is a thing. They realized that many women and babies would die without C-sections, right? Imagine being so insecure that you must put others down for how they gave birth. 
not sure that's an interesting one to start off with, but okay. I am actually the product of a C-section because I, um, I'm terrible with maps, and apparently I couldn't find my way out. So, uh, you know, a, a few wrong turns later, and I had the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. I'll be honest with you, the world may have been better off. Um, but in either case, uh, they took a switchblade, and poof, there you go. Here I am. Ta-da! Ta-da! Number two, mothers shaming women without children. Quote, mothers who tell women without kids that their life is meaningless and that they can't understand true love, someone responded. Another said, it sounds like I can't imagine not being a mother. It's the most rewarding, amazing, humbling thing I have ever done. I would have given, I would give, wouldn't give up this, I wouldn't give this up for a six-figure salary with a month's paid vacation. Um, there are some, uh, like female producers of like TV shows and stuff like that, that came out recently and said that, you know, they spent so much time, uh, and, and apparently that was what they were cheered on to do was go chase a career that according to them, now they're like 60 and alone and it's extremely depressing. Um, they're somewhat or claiming to regret, uh, not having that family life and, well, there you have it. So that's number two. I mean, as far as women shaming – mothers shaming women without children, I mean, what about the women that are shaming mothers? It's it's a – I don't know if – why would you want to call that – that's toxic femininity. Is it toxic if you're shaming another woman? Well, that's typical broad shit. Uh, number three, seeing women as competition and tearing them down. This is classic chick stuff right here. Quote, putting other women down, period. It's so much worse when they pretend to be friends with these people and then talk trash about them the moment they leave, someone volunteered. Also comparing women to other women and others shared. My mother always did this to me saying, why can't you be more social like your cousin? Ruined my self-esteem for life. I have my big, I have a big issue with uncontrollable envy. <sighs> There you go. That's, in my opinion, perfectly well said. This is something that women do all the time. It's just they focus. I know they can't unite against us because they're just too busy trashing each other and tearing each other to pieces. I mean, literally, you could have a hair follicle out of place and they will fucking talk shit about you on every social media platform alive. Number one. Or excuse me, number four. Formula shaming. A father shared, my wife could not produce enough milk for our children. When our first was born, she tried and tried. I woke up in the middle of the night uh, to her crying. She felt like a horrible mom, even bringing up the, even for bringing up the formula. There's so much pressure on moms, and it is stupid. Our kids are very well adjusted, and we're on the formula the entire time. I tell everyone, I tell anyone expecting their first that this might be the right way that the only right way is the right way for a child. Forget everyone else's opinions. Do what's best for your family, not for mommy bloggers. Okay. Um, Nutrition-wise, obviously mother's milk is the best way to go. But like you said, just like with the C-section, if if the, if if it if it's not going to happen, there's a plan B. You can get a C-section, and if you can't make mother's milk, you can you can of course get formula going. Um, of course, uh, speak with your doctor because, like, like I said, there are many things I'll argue about as far as like, but as far as like pregnancy and motherhood, that's not one. I'm assuming there's plenty of amazing OBGYN and uh, midwives that know a lot more about um, raising children. Um, so, as far as the nutritional guidelines of a child. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm assuming that simplicity and the way that nature intended is probably the best way to go. But like I said, if 
you don't have access to it. You know, if you don't got if if your if your titties don't produce the juice, then obviously seek the next best method. Um, number five, denying women can be their denying women can be the abusers. Thinking women cannot be perpetuators of domestic abuse, sexual assault, and rape, one said. The female abusers have mastered the victim card in gaslighting. Their primary defenses when challenged on their, intrus- are bu- on their abusive behavior. Also, if you're a woman abused by another woman, it's more f- even more frustrating because people assume because we're the same gender, we must be able to work it out. Like what? Let me count the reasons I never want to see this abuser again. Uh, another shared. Apparently, like with lesbian couples, um, the romanticism escalates quickly, but apparently the uh, the fighting is pretty intense, or the manipulation is, atten- is intense. It's it's a very interesting dynamic. Um, I've never been in a lesbian relationship, so I obviously can't comment. But we'll move on to number six, which is, oh, speaking of number six, using traditional roles for convenience. Women that only want traditional values when it benefits them, i.e. men should be doing the cooking and cleaning equally, but trash duty and yard work are the man's job, stated one. Uh, Another stated, my sister-in-law stays at home, not working, no kids, refuses to do any housework until my working brother is there, as they should share the cleaning 50-50. All right, well, let me just look at this here. Um, Men should be doing the cooking and cleaning equally. Okay, I do the as far as the cooking and cleaning, uh, I cook uh, 100% of the time just for myself, and I would for anybody else. And the cleaning, uh, I clean as much as I can after myself. I keep everything organized as much as possible. I take care of the trash myself. I do lots of the yard work. Uh, if when I did have a yard on a few occasions, um, trash duty is really no big deal to me. Taking out the trash is fucking easy. You just take the trash, you take it from here, and you put it over there job's done um being organized these are all things i do myself so okay Uh, another state of my sister-in-law stays at home not working no kids so she's not working so she's not contributing money she's not taking care of the kids and she's not doing any housework okay so she's fucking useless um she's useless she could she should be fucking kicked uh see you bitch um so that was is that number six oh wait sorry that's okay there we go uh it's sorry i got 10 celebrities that made it big and then disappeared off the face of the earth. Why'd you just stuff that in there? Lou Bega. Okay, number seven. That single woman should be sad. Right? One question. If you can't live with yourself and be happily single, why would you expect somebody else to put up with you? Too many relationships explode because one or both people are dumb enough to expect another to compensate for issues they can't even sort out on their own. Well... It sometimes can take a partner to help you sort out your issues or help you explore your issues or help you point out your issues or to guide you through sorting out your issues. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you should have a lot of your shit sorted out before you meet somebody, before you tend to, before you intend on getting involved with somebody. And if you know so, you meet with somebody who, and you're like, oh, I like that person, it's like, hold on. You can be, tell them, like, listen, I'm all fucked right up right now. Give me six months. Let me sort my shit out, and then I'll get back to you with an update. Um now the words if you can't live with yourself and be happily single signal single why would you expect somebody else to put up with you well it's like happily that word happy just gets thrown around all the time you can't be happy 24 7 
you live with yourself like living with yourself and understand that you can you're competent enough to take care of yourself and do shit for yourself okay it's like good now you're looking for somebody to fill in the the gaps as far as like sharing some of your common interests and just enjoying quiet time together and that morning coffee and things like that that that, that matters um that's going to solve some issues but the main core problems is not going to be solved by another individual because those eventually those problems will be you know weighted onto them and it's only going to make things worse and you'll make that other person worse number eight equality for who benefits most Want, quote, wanting to be treated equally only in certain situ- situations, here we go, depending on who benefits most from it, one said. You can't pick and choose like what, like that. We should all be treated all the time equally in every aspect. This is extremely frustrating because it undermines attempts at equality, another agreed. Well, what are we talking about? Only in certain situations? Okay, so... Um, well, people should just be treated in respect. I mean, treated with respect. Some people don't want to, they just, they want to be mothers or they, I mean, just treating, I don't know what this, treating people equally. What do we, I, I, I'm, okay, sure, fine. Um, we treat, one's marital, one's marital or relationship dynamic is theirs to choose. Um, you treat them as an equal partner as somebody who you know who creates the balance in one's own life as far as i I don't equality for who benefits the most okay so obviously you just want to play like the the lady card and you know have the door open for you and all this other bullshit but when it comes time for actual shit to get done it's like you just kind of don't stop contributing is that kind of how we're talking anyways number nine throwing women under the bus for a man oh women who throw other women under the bus for a man or the attention of a man one stated another said male validation is one hell of a drug pick me women are the worst trying so hard to be the cool girl who is not like other women as if they that will save her bodily autonomy well okay going after a man if that's what you want to do then okay then there you go um trying hard to get a man who's clearly not interested in with you with you is not a good recipe uh at all that doesn't you know that's not worth it being a a, a, a dick tease or just anything that is uh what you call artificial is not a good idea to get an attention of a man um looking good taking care of yourself acting smart um acting you know just being approachable and then taking care of yourself these are things that attract men period it really do it really does at least a good man um but as far as throwing another woman under the bus um that's a bear chasing tactic where you just you know you ditch you, you basically down somebody else in order to make yourself look better it's like walking around with two fat chicks to make yourself look skinnier. It's a fucking terrible decision. It's not good because other that person who you throw down the throw down the rabbit hole, um, they're gonna remember that, and they're gonna remember all the dumb shit you did, all the bad shit you did, all maybe the stuff you did during a, a previous relationship that maybe you shouldn't have done, and then that chick's the the one you just threw under the bus is gonna bring that information back up if they're that vindictive, which I understandably they are. So throwing other people, throwing other people under the bus, woman or man, doesn't matter. Not good. 
Number 10. Anything multi-level marketing. What the fuck? An ML, any MLM scam. You're, you're, you are so pretty. Just need to use my product for blah, blah, blah. And then they steal your money. <laughs> okay. All right. Now I see where this is going. I'll finish this. Another said, I swear it's so shady of them. It honestly hurts. I know I am not pretty or attractive by your definition, but please stop commenting on things I should do to look better. Piggy, piggybacking off of this. Another said, hey, girl. Hey, girl. I noticed you were overweight. Want to try some of my overpriced and underregulated products that'll do nothing? They're so insensitive too. I'm not sure about this one. I I know that chicks do this. Like, hey, bitch, if you wanna if you wanna look as awesome as me, try this product that I'm just. Uh, I I get it. I've I've seen this to some degree, but I don't see this as the biggest issue. You know, women seek advice for you know with you know facial or healthcare products all the time or cosmetic products all the time. That's just what they do. Um, number 11, mom groups for medical advice. Quote, mom groups constantly supporting weird things like chiropractors and essential oils. I like essential oils. Chiropractors, not so much. Uh, and speak that fake. You got that mama type com- camaraderie. Another shared, I kid you not, I've seen posts about my Bailey dealing with X, Y, and Z, and the doctor said it's X. I think I need a second opinion. And the quote there, and there's a second, always that, uh, that one mom saying, my baby goes to the Cairo over in X-Town and gets his neck cracked weekly. No more X, Y, and Z. Give me a break. Um, ooh, medical advice is a tough one. I mean, what you should be doing is expert nutrition people um, online or expert doctors that really have a strong following, people like Dr. Rhonda Patrick or Eric Berg or John Campbell or um, people who understand evolutionary biology and, you know, go see my chiropractor doesn't really – first of all, your baby goes to the chiropractor. It's like, huh? Why did, Why would a baby need to go to a chiropractor? That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, number 12, judging women for not being their standard of heels and makeup. Quote, judging other women for not wanting to wear heels, it's a freaking spike attached to the bo- bottom of your foot. It's pretty hot, though. Why is it still a thing? You ever seen a chick in like an, a, a sweater dress? Holy shit, that's the best. Why is this still uh, uh, see? Yeah. Why is this still a thing? Women uh, expected to look professionals or classies. Uh, I can. I'm convinced most of the pleasure, pressure comes from other women. Someone confessed. Same with makeup. Another asked, "What is wrong with not wanting to spend two hours every morning painting your face?" <laughs> a third added, "And the women who will shame others like for like making." For liking makeup and heels fall in the definition of toxic too. Um, so basically, chicks who are super jelly of those who spend time putting makeup and straightening in those hair. God bless those chicks. And then the chicks who look good all natural, good for them. Um, and then there's the. I get it. Wearing heels is a rough one. There are ways around that. Uh, there's ways of looking good without having to wear heels. So, I mean, you can even wear, like, a sweater dress with some nice keds or something like that. You can pull it off. There's a lot of ways to do it without having your, you know, your calves raised, per se. So, you know, there's there's ways around it. You shouldn't – but heels are hot. I'm not going to lie. Heels are, are kind of hot. And a little bit of makeup. I mean, come on. Let's face it. I put freaking tanning lotion – I put tanning cocoa butter all over me 
every single day. I do a lot of shaving work. I clean my face up every day. I wear hair product. I, you know, I do a lot of things to take care of myself. The least you could do is the same is something at least similar to my effort in the morning because I do a lot. I do a lot to take care of myself and to present myself in a certain way. I would expect that of anybody else, man or woman, um, the same amount of effort. And whether that means makeup or clothing or styling or physicality, step your game up at least to mine. We are at 30, almost 31 minutes. Let's go ahead and move on to some dig Q&A. By the way, if you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Or you can sign up for the Weeble app. The link is in the affiliate. The affiliate link is in the description down below. You'll get free stocks and I'll get free stocks. Everybody wins. Um, anyway, so let's move on to some close-up shop with some Q&A. Ooh, on the dig channel. In in the words of my of my mil mother-in-law, my husband has never been good at being awake on his own. Apparently, from the time he was a small child, he would wake someone else up in the house to essentially hang out with him if he couldn't sleep for a variety of whatever reasons. Early in our relationship, it was endearing that he would want to talk to me, watch a movie or whatever, because he couldn't sleep. Now, eight years in, I just like to sleep. I've had the discussion with him before that he can't sleep. He's welcome to get up and do whatever he pleases. But instead, he wakes me up to let me know he's going to the living room, watches loud videos on his phone, or or flops around until I'm awake to talk to. Our third and final three-and-a-half-month-old baby is exclusively breastfed. For the past two weeks, I has been waking up every hour and a half. I'm exhausted. Last night, I woke up after an hour and a half of sleep to my husband poking me in the arm. Ooh. At least he was poking me somewhere else. Uh, to talk about what we were going to make for dinner this week since he couldn't sleep i talked to him for a bit since i figured the baby would be awake soon but the baby slept for three hours i'm so angry i could have slept for three hours for the first time in three weeks uh instead woken up by my husband for no reason as i've said we've had this discussion before and as he hasn't stuck how do i drive this point home to him um your husband's your husband take care of himself does he work out what's his job like does he like his job it seems like there's something really up with him there's something he needs to put into his schedule because if he's waking up at all hours of the night there's something really wrong here where his his uh hormones are off obviously he's still spreading seed pretty well according to the brand new baby he's got but it seems like he has some health issues that he needs to address like physically maybe he's not working out during the ice this used to happen to me where i would i'd come home i was when i back to work in car sales which is a fucking soul-sucking job uh which i hope goes extinct i would come home from work and by six o'clock i was asleep by six o'clock i was asleep and i wake up at 2 a.m and my whole night was fucked i started working out that whole problem went away so i would say start with that change his diet change his workout routine and then we'll see what happens after that so you can get some sleep and take care of your your new your newborn next up my daughter-in-law gained a lot of weight during her pregnancy it happens and stated di- started dieting a few weeks after giving birth to my grandson even though he she is breastfeeding him okay i remember all sorts of things going around when i was her age and nursing my son but it was more to do about not eating or drinking certain things if you did not want your baby to have those things in his or her system now my daughter-in-law tells me she can go back to her pre-pregnancy diet plan to lose weight she had been avoiding a lot of different kinds of even healthy foods which seems not like the best idea to do while nursing even though i understand her need to lose weight i cannot help worry that it will not be good for my grandson she tells me she runs everything by her doctor and the pediatrician 
but it d- does sound strange to me. She's told me quite plainly that she knows what she's doing and that I should have some faith in her, but as a grandmother, do I not have a right to have a say in my grandchild's well-being? It's probably fine. I would. You don't have a set. You have an opinion, but once you voice your opinion, at the end of the day, it's not your kid. She went to her doctor, and as long as she told her truth to her doctors, and there are multiple doctors involved with the whole pregnancy situation, pre and post, and you know, at this point, if they are all good on it, and they made the recommendations, and she's following the recommendations, and she's getting her body back to where it is. As long as that child is healthy, truly healthy, and she's healthy, you can back off 100%. It's no longer a situation which you should be concerned about. If something pops up, you bring it up to her. But at the end of the day, it checks out. In my mind, at least it does. Let's move on to the next one. Shouldn't my boyfriend's boss have gotten fired after she commented on my weight and told me I could do better than him? Hmm. My boyfriend... Uh, Joe (laughs) and I work in different divisions for the same company. And for the last two years, it's been wonderful. That is, until two days ago when I was blindsided by my boyfriend's new supervisor. Joe had the day off, so he asked me to grab his phone charger off of his desk and bring it home. When I went to grab it, his supervisor, Cora, called me into her office, then shut the door and proceeded to engage in a weird conversation. She asked me if I was happy with Joe and told me that I could do so much better than him. She actually said, sometimes big girls can feel like they have to settle but you can certainly do so much better than him. It made me feel extremely uncomfortable. It's a bit of an awkward uh, comment. I was so taken aback and flustered, I can't for the life of me imagine why this person that I barely know thought discussing my weight or personal relationship would be appropriate. It took me a second to compose myself enough to respond. I told her that her comments were intrusive, rude, and frankly just plain odd, and then quickly left. Ooh, there you go. I was so angry and upset that I went straight to my supervisor and told her what happened. She called in the HR director who wrote out an incident report. They were both very kind and super apologetic. I was told that Cora was recently promoted a few months ago and still has a lot to learn, but this is unacceptable and she's been strongly and she'd be strongly reprimanded. It made Joe feel very uncomfortable. So today they moved him to another section, but it's in a position that is less enjoyable with far less promotability. He's decided to just find another job. It's so uncomfortable for me to simply move on from this, though. She made an egregious error, yet he is the one having to move positions. I don't feel like this was resolved properly at all. Joe said no matter what happens, he just wants to move on to another company that is a better fit for him personally. He says that I shouldn't rock the boat on this on his account. However, I am angry and still very uncomfortable with how it was resolved. Do you think I should go to HR to talk to my supervisor? Or talk to my supervisor? Is this the best outcome I should expect in this situation? Um, well, yeah, first of all, the comments, yeah, that's a rough one. Um, remember, I get it, you're, at the end of the day, the guy got shafted a little bit, um, but you're essentially calling for this woman to be fired, and I don't know, I, I have a hard time with that one. Um, at the end of the day, if he just wants you to drop it and leave it alone, he's going to go find something better. Maybe and He'll just take the expertise and move on, and then at the end of the day, it's their loss. And uh, that's all you can do. And at the end of the day, it's a fucking job. Whatever. He'll find something, and maybe he'll be okay. He's a dude. He'll tough it out. As for you, you got to think like him, and maybe you'll be better off. But you did stand up for him, or at least for yourself, and that is absolutely commendable. And, you know, whatever. 
Maybe you'll have Cora's job soon enough. Let's continue on. I have a new job in a small office. Oh my god. I have never been more comfortable meeting new people or learning a new job. So in order to appear friendly, I'd chime in to the office conversations. Uh, if there's an HR office, it's not something you want to do. A couple of times I've revealed too much of my life. Yep. Typical trap. Later I found out the owner audio records the office. Everyone else knew it, but I was never informed. Now I'm more embarrassed than ever knowing that my information is now on record. I have since learned to self-censor. Uh, is it common in legal practice for office employers to bug offices? Um, that seems like an invasion of privacy, even though you're in an office setting. I would uh, look up legal counsel on that and see what your options are. And quite frankly, if it's one of those office environments where literally everything that you say is recorded, I would immediately go find another job. I would. You're just, it's not a safe environment for anybody. Period. That's, I mean, Jesus Christ. You have to be kidding me. Moving on. That one seems like pretty legit. Like, you walked in there, it was too good to be true because it was. My husband makes two times, if not three times, more than me. We have a combined bank accounts and credit cards. We don't split anything. We just pay out of our joined accounts. However, he went to law school and has a bunch of more debt and he has bad credit. I take a lot of the household chores, but he consistently maintains that he works more than me. His time is worth more than mine since he's literally paid more, so it's fair in his mind that I have more household chores. We don't have kids, but have four pets. He takes care of our dog mostly, but I take care of the cats and 90% of the other boring household things. I feel slighted. Uh, I have a very challenging job at a mayor tech company and work really hard. He just downshifted to in-house work, despite the fact that I know he works hard and still it still feels unfair. How do I tackle this? He's a lawyer, so I need my argument to be 100%. Um, it's something you're going to have to work out. I mean, I get it. He... He has bad credit, but I don't know why that is. I think that's because his, quote, bad credit is due to the fact that he has more debt and he's paying it off. I mean, he's obviously a lawyer. He does work very hard. Um, but my opinion as far as responsibility, um, it's it's your job to take care of what you uh, – the mess you make is the mess you clean up, pure and simple. That's just how I live my life. There's no excuse for anything that you leave behind for somebody else to do. I just – I don't stand by it. Because I don't like tell anybody telling me what to do. So I take care of everything myself. That's just how I live my life. Uh, finally. Um, do you think it normal or wise to meet your Facebook friends? My husband arranged a dinner with a friend he met on Facebook through one of his news sites. Uh, he's not happy that he didn't want to attend his meeting. He arranged another dinner with someone who was a member of his fraternity from college. I attended this dinner only to find out that they didn't personally know each other. My friends on Facebook are people I know and even have seen them in years. I enjoy their news about family and their activities. To randomly collect friends that you have no personal background with seems desperate and unwise. I've actually met people uh, who were like, I don't know, they weren't Facebook friends, but they ended up, they were like people from Instagram who I've collaborated with or worked with or became friends with or whatnot. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing at all. It never really was a bad thing. It always worked out okay, and to some degree at least. Like, it was never, nothing ever got weird for me. It was, for whatever reason it ended up being, I never had a problem with it. I don't, I don't discourage it. I think there's something, it, it, like I said, it's just like anything else. There's blind dating. There's blind friendships. There's 
uh, there's online dating, there's online friendships, there's, uh, you know, people who have similar interests. You get together and you go fly freaking paper airplanes or something. I don't know. Or you go to a food truck festival together or something like that. That's just how you get to meet people sometimes is through events. And that's just life. That I don't, I don't see a problem with it. I don't I don't see a problem with it. As long as he's not banging chicks on the side and leaving you in the dark with the scraps, there's no issue here. As long as there's uh, as long as the relationship is being maintained to the degree in which you both are satisfied, I would not be upset about it. I think you're just concerned about he's he's he meeting people online as long as he's not having like you know. It's not like a, a, one of his buddies who he um, I did a Q and A about I did a did Q and A about this a, a few years back where he was freaking banging his best friend the entire time and the wife didn't even know it and then they ended up walking in they were having aggressive sex on the dinner table I don't unless it's that type of scenario I would not worry about it uh, we're at 43 minutes we're gonna close up shop for this week uh, I gotta take the first part first half of the turkey out of the oven put in the new one love it it's the best way to make a turkey in my opinion most convenient way you can find me on instagram at positive underscore sarcasm you can find me on facebook.com slash pos sarcasm like subscribe share donate positive sarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated you can of course find me on substack positive sarcasm uh if you want to check out the video version of this of this program it's on rumble uh, at Positive Sarcasm. And of course, anywhere uh, the audio format is available, you can uh, download it and stream it and share it with your friends. And of course, it's available through download or stream at my website, PositiveSarcasm.com. Uh, what else? But that's it. That's what we talk about. Happy birthday, Chase Michael. I love you very, very much. And uh, I appreciate all the joy that you bring to my life every single day. Um, folks, Take care of your heartbeats in your house, whether they got two legs or four. They're precious, um, precious every moment of the day, you know. So just just do that, please. Um, so everybody, if you can, say happy birthday to Chase. He's the fucking best, and you all know it. He's also one of the most expensive. Thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing, and I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm Presentation.
devils make me cry. 